Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 209. Thank you all for tuning in. Huge reaction last week to episode 208 with Martin Freeman. Um, thank you for all the love. I had about a, 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 over 100, a, at least a couple of hundred, I'd say, responses, all really positive. I had two people who were disappointed it was as short as it was. Um, but man, that's that's decent odds. I like how that works. Uh, yeah, so thank you for all the love. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. Let's get straight to the elephant in the room. Um, at the end of last week's podcast and on social media, I said that this week it would be a drunk cast. And it's not. This week is a fantastic episode. It was recorded um, two Sundays ago at the World's Comedy Festival. It's one of the best live ones I've done. Some There's some magic. There's a great chat with a, a social worker, a chat with a teacher at the end. All really good stuff. But we recorded a drunk cast last Wednesday. And we added J- Justin, who's a friend of Stu's, has been on Hardcore Listen a couple of times. And Justin, on his first time, Nerves got a little bit too drunk too quick and what we recorded over three episodes we all discussed the next day we felt was un, un unreleasable it was good fun but there was we all got a bit carried away and there it was essentially in, incredibly offensive in places now people go on and on all the time about censorship and freedom of speech and stuff like that self-censorship is perfectly acceptable if it's your choice and that was the case here we all kind of had a chat (laughs) and we're like yeah no we went a bit far in places you know when you have a laugh with your mates have a drink and people can get offensive i'm we're all fans of offensive comedy and what i think happened here was there was points where we had the offensive bit but not necessarily the comedy bit. And we just felt it wasn't a proud moment for any of us. And it wasn't something that was going to actually benefit the tens of thousands of Distraction Pieces listeners. So we iced that one and decided not to release it. I'm sorry about that. Um, it's, I mean, it's an interesting debate at the moment on censorship anyway. A lot of people getting angry, we spoke about this a bit on the drunk cast, but um, a lot of people getting angry about a R- Roseanne Barr having her show cancelled because of some racist tweets and people saying that that's against freedom of speech, and they're wrong. It's not against freedom of speech. There, there's a big mistake that freedom of speech is the same as, as freedom from consequence. That isn't the case. I'm a big believer in people can s- say what they want, but there can be consequences. I'm going to go into this a little bit more more right now i don't i didn't particularly agree with or i don't particularly agree when people petition companies or whoever to get rid of someone because of something they've said i think it should always just be down to the company because they're an independent company you know we can all take action i think if someone has said something and they've got a show on netflix or whatever then rather than petition it i mean i can understand not wanting new ones made but rather than petitioning it to be removed or even with new ones really we can all act by not watching it 
we can all go, I don't agree with what they said. My act is to not watch that. We don't need to then put put pressure on people to to adhere to our beliefs because everyone's entitled to to their own beliefs. But why I enjoyed what ABC did was they did it immediately with no time for um, really a big public demand. So I don't believe that this was mob mentality or mob rule. I think this was the people at ABC not agreeing with what Roseanne Barr said and reacting personally and saying, look, we don't accept that at all. And it's a it's a bigger deal than, than some people are realising because this was the return of the, the Roseanne sh- show, which was big years ago, but it's come back and it was the number one show on NBC, on ABC. So for a company to act that quick and cut their number one show is really sh- shows their morals and their stance. And I enjoyed it. I thought that was great. Yeah, I liked that. I enjoyed it. But yeah, I think there is, again, it's all these, these blurred lines. I liked that because it was an individual choice. It's, it's similar. I said this at the time. It's not related to the same kind of topic. But I said years ago when Kanye was announced, speaking of controversial people, uh, when Kanye was announced to be headlining Glastonbury and there was a big petition to stop him headlining Glastonbury. That's not how shit works. Glastonbury is run by individuals. It's a private company. It's their choice. You can't petition them. It's not the BBC. The BBC are a government-run or a government-funded f- f- company. Therefore, you can p- petition in certain ways. It doesn't make a difference with private companies. Now, you can hit them in their in their wallet by not attending or by boycotting, but petitioning them, it means nothing. It only speaks of your own self-righteousness that you believe that everyone has to adhere to your level of offense so yeah i know that sounds a bit conflicting or contradictory but i promise it's not i believe the abc judgment it happens to fit my my morals and my my belief because i thought she said some stupid shit and has been saying some stupid shit for a long while she's been yeah just odd online i've not enjoyed her um but again that's personal taste but it happens that the personal taste of the people running that company were in in line with my personal tastes. I wouldn't, however, have been signing a petition to have her her show cancelled. Am I pleased it was? Yeah, I am. I think that was a cool move from a big company to make as as unequivocally a stance quickly and immediately, rather than, oh, we've had some backlash, we probably need to go with the people and, and look like this or that. Anyway, I'm rambling, aren't I? What was I even talking about? Um, yeah, so there's not a drunk cast. <laughs> it is going down in the realms of history as the unreleased. It will remain hidden away. Um, we're brought to you as ever this week by speechdevelopmentrecords.com. If you head over there, you can grab loads of good stuff. Uh, last month was kind of cr- crazy in the web store. A lot of people enjoying the drunk cast t-shirts. I mean, that's what you can do. If you're if you're missing the drunk cast, go and console yourself by buying a drunk cast t-shirt or a distraction pieces t-shirt or a distraction pieces mug there's still a few of the new Lissac versus pip t-shirts over there there's loads of good stuff go and check it out but this week's podcast took place at the world's comedy festival and i th- thoroughly enjoyed it i was a little bit nervous um because it's a comedy f- festival and i'm not a comedian and this isn't a comedy podcast but 
it worked really well. It took a little while to get people comfortable. That's always the case. It's another reason I was nervous, really, because normally I have more than an hour. So if it takes a while to get people warmed up, we've still got time to, to then then keep rolling at the end. And as you'll hear at the end of this one, at the time we were out of time, I had had more people. Like you hear at the start, it looks like the podcast is going to be 10 minutes long because no one wants to come up and chat. But at the end, you'll hear that we're over, overrunning. It's always the way. They're, they're, they're crazy, and I, I love them. I, I love all you lot that come along. So, yeah, we talk about some good stuff, and I meet a magician, which was cool. And, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it. I'll be back at the end with some information. Um, oh, actually, because I didn't do the drunk cast, I'm, gi- I'm giving you a bonus podcast on Friday. Because I told you that because I said the Martin Freeman one was short, so next week there'll be two or three episodes of drunk cast instead i recorded an ask pip pip one a while ago which i've been kind of holding because my schedule keeps getting really erratic so i want to have one on the back burner in case i miss a week but i'm giving it to you on friday it's an ask pip that i recorded up a, on top of a cliff in portugal um, and you're going to enjoy it oh also before we go next week i've got a really important guest it's with a group called called Headway. It's a young lady called Natalie Clapshaw. And it's one that's really important. I really hope you all can tune in. I'd appreciate it. Because often if it's not a celebrity, numbers are a little lower. But Headway work with people who have had head injuries that have changed them permanently in some way. And it's a really important and interesting topic. Natalie was really articulate on it. It's a great episode. So I hope you'll all tune into that next Oh, Wednesday, I think I'll be putting that out as well. But for now, this is episode 209 of the Distraction Pieces podcast at the Wells Comedy Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage your host, Scroobius Pip. Hello, how are you all? That was just me just stood there saying that. And for anyone in the front, the first time I said it, the mic wasn't turned on. And I came and they said, just do a little introduction from the side. And I came to the side and I could see that these people could see me stood there. So I moved over. And there's another door, so then these people here could see me. So I was just kind of stood really thin <laughs> to give the mystique to a professional start. But um, that went out the window a bit, didn't it? But oh, welcome, 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 or, or welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, <laughs> thank you all for coming along. Is everyone all right? Is everyone having a good weekend? The lineup is just amazing here, so I was excited to be part of it. Um, as you can see from the intro, I need to get the the just make it clear at the start that this is a comedy festival, and I'm in no way a comedian. Um, so generally, just lower your expectations um, a little bit off the bat. I should explain how it works. How many of you have ever any of you been to a Distraction Pieces podcast live before? A, a, a couple of you, not many. Um, the way they work, it's, it's basically you guys are the guest. 
which puts a lot of pressure on <laughs> on, on 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 you guys essentially because this could be a really bad evening and a waste of your money because I ain't prepared shit. I've made some notes like 10 minutes beforehand of stuff to say, but that's going to feel five minutes at best. I've got them out now just so I can make sure I lower your expectations. Not a comedian. <laughs> Here's how the night works. That's the bit I'm doing now. Um, <laughs> the way I do it is, is or, or basically, when I started doing the Distraction Pieces podcast, I had two main questions that people had asked me a lot. Number one was, would you do a live one? And the answer at first was no, because I think what works about the Distraction Pieces podcast is the intimacy and the relaxed conversations we get. And I feel that as soon as you put that on stage, that relaxedness would be gone and you'd be performing. And whoever's being interviewed would be spinning a yarn rather than kind of opening up. Um, but the other question I got a lot was, would you ever have um, a member of the public on? And the answer to that was I'd love to, but it's a really hard one to pick and vet and plan because generally the podcast is 60 to 90 minutes. Some of you guys are so boring with <laughs> with your lives. The argument is everyone's got like a good story in them. Yeah, one. <laughs> 60 to 90 minutes to film, mate. Let's not, let's not get cocky. Um, but that's how I kind of came up with the idea of the live ones because I did want to do more of that. And so what it is essentially is, in a minute, I'll kind of open it up and, and people can start to queue there or come there. And you can ask me a question or you can pick something that you'd like to share a story of yours or a topic. Like there's been an amazing weekend in Ireland, for example, this weekend. So there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. So um, hopefully we'll fill an hour. <laughs> um, I need to give you a warning as well that... If you do come up here and we're talking, if I yawn, it's not a reflection <laughs> on the wonder of, of the story that you're telling. I had my club night in, in, in London last night, so I was there till like three. But I've made it here now, and I'm here and I'm pretty much awake-ish. Um, I've had a nice stroll about Wales. It's my first time in Wales and it's beautiful. Um, how many of you are from Wales? Not many, like a couple. <laughs> it's like... It's like the Edinburgh Fringe. I had some, some American guys I'd talked into going and doing the Fringe, uh, say Francis and, and, and B. Dolan, and they, they said, uh, we're not confident that our, our Scottish audience or our pull in Scotland is strong enough for, um, for like a whole month of shows. And I was like, oh, there won't be any Sc- Scottish people there. They, <laughs> they hate the Fringe. <laughs> it, it'll all be other people. Just It's the ultimate idea for touring. I'm just going to stay here and you all just come to me. It's, it's, it's genius. But a similar thing here. But have you all ha- had a bit of a, a, a look around Wales t- t- today than if you're, if you're new? It's beautiful, isn't it? It's, 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 um, I've noticed a high number of dogs, which is good. I'm a big fan of dogs, so I've been making a lot of friends there. Um, what are them things when you have two sticks and a string links them and you've got like a plastic a rubber thing what's it called diablo that's it I, I tried to look it up earlier and i thought dynamo and i just got that that magician diablo but it looks like the kind of place where you'll see someone playing with one of them on a bit of grass so <laughs> take that as you will um i'm adding no 
pressure or frame of reference on there. Um, it's also been good today because I've been just... If a comedy festival or anything's in town, you, you get to just spot comedians, primarily eating. So I've seen a lot of comedians eating. I saw the Brit Domino Trio eating. I saw Tim Key eating. <laughs> and I kind of like that about festivals. I did a festival once called J- Jersey Live, a music f- festival, when they've only got one airport there. So we arrived, and I'm standing at the, at the luggage carousel with Dizzy Rascal, um, Basement Jacks, and DJ Yoda, and one kook. <laughs> so not even a full complement of kooks, um, but a kook, and all just standing around at an airport, a luggage carousel. So that was nice and weird, but I, I've got that vibe this kind of weekend as I... I creep on comedians. Also, I'm going to tell you at the start that normally at the end of these shows, I hang around um, and hang out with people, but I'm rushing off at this one because this is the kind of town that you can't buy f- food after nine in the evening. <laughs> it, it turns out I've done some research, and on a Sunday, nope, you're, you're, you're starving. Um, so I'm going to be running off and eating just quickly before before I go to bed. But, um, yeah... Um, is there anything else I need to tell you before I start opening things up? I always ramble a bit at the start to give people a chance to think of some questions. I, sh- I probably, as a, you know, although I'm not a comedian, I should. I'll, 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 I'll ease everyone into it with a couple of jokes for you. One that I heard on someone else's Snapchat. I don't think there's any legal requirements that you can't steal from there. It wasn't a professional comedian or anything. And it was, why did the chicken cross the road? Any any guesses, sir? Any ideas why the chicken crossed the road? No. Okay. Well, it's it's it was to visit the idiot. That that's it. That was the joke. And this is a audience participation one. This knock knock. It's the chicken. See, it's it's the chicken. He's come. He's come to visit the idiot. That was me calling you an idiot, which was a bad move. I think pick the toughest looking guy with tattoos and muscles and stuff um and the the other joke i thought of before i came here was one that i stole off of my goddaughter's sister juno um so that's okay to steal as well that was another knock knock one but you can all join in on that and it was knock knock uh the snake you eat knives that was the joke. It's one of my favourite jokes I've ever heard. Um, and I guess we do a little bit, because a bit of the shavings must come off each time. It can't be impervious, so we do all probably eat knives. <laughs> I don't know what the snake was, was doing there or what his involvement in the situation was. But yeah, anyway, that's kind of... That's pretty much, mate, that's, that's the bit that you've paid for. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the rest is all on you. I'm just making sure um, I haven't missed anything. No, that's really all I prepared. Um, I even wrote down the the wells come wells come. <laughs> well, I bothered writing that down. Wonders doing that. Anyway, who would like to come up and 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 be first in the seat? Please, please make your way to the stage. You you don't have to to, to put your hands up. You can start. What we we'll normally do is there's a few. S- seats here so if someone's coming up if anyone else wants to come up next then kind of come and prepare yourselves in these areas or don't come to the stage um, uh, what was your name first joe joe nice to meet you joe let's shake hands again i'm pip nice <laughs> to meet you um 
So I, I, I didn't see see rude by not introducing myself there. The, the, <laughs> My husband's I? dying now, by the way. You, I saw that there. He's you, dying now, worried that I'm going to say something bad. But. I mean, you've got my face on your T-shirt, so I felt that's why I didn't feel the introduction part was <laughs> as necessary. I wasn't being arrogant. I said, well, it's probably it's going to be... But go ahead, I yes. I'd say something. So I've always worried about my little problems, and yeah. my problems are, you know, problems, but other people have more problems than I do. And you said something, and you said... Everyone's entitled to their own worries. Yeah. And it's, you know, your worry is just as important as the people's worries. Yeah. Sorry, I've had a few beers today. No, it's but, fine. <laughs> but it made a big difference in my life. So I was always concerned that my worries, you know, if I worried about something, there were more worries that were more important than that. Yeah. And I felt bad about that. I'm like, well, I'm worried about some shitty little thing that's going on. But there's other people out there that are having terrible things going on. Yeah. But you said each their own. You know, it's yeah. your worry. It's important as the next person's worry. I completely, yeah. yeah. Thank I'm, you for that, because it did actually really help me. Yeah, I'm a big, a big believer in that. I think we have real problems with, or one of the reasons that we have a lot of problems with mental health these days is the widening of our range of, of knowledge of what's going on in the world, and therefore the feeling that we can't, it's wrong of us, the guilt mm-hmm. in feeling that you're struggling or things are tough, but they're happening to you so no matter how much empathy you've got any small things i've had things before where and i'm sure a lot of people have this where you've got a huge thing going on in your life that's bad but the thing that's really getting to you is a small little thing at home or at work so it's not about the the size and scale of it and i think yeah it is important to acknowledge those and allow yourself to have worries Mm. and problems it's it's weird with like i I had a problem for ages with touring because touring it was my dream. Everyone wants to go on tour and be in a band and that. But I was touring America at one point and I was the, the most miserable I'd ever been. Did they but get your sense of humour? They, they kind of did, yeah. And they understood all the lyrics. I think because we were on the musical side of things there, we sat, we were more rhythmic than, the, than or I was more rhythmic than Mike Skinner, but easier to understand than Dizzy Rascal to Americans. <laughs> so we sit in this nice, like with Mike Skinner, they were like, that's not rap, what's what's this? With Dizzy, they just didn't understand a word he was saying. So, yeah, it helped us there. But, yeah, I, I was struggling a lot there and feeling depressed and miserable. And I felt I couldn't moan to any of my mates because they're still working in the record shop sure, that I used yeah. to work in and stuff like that. So in their mind, you're touring the world, mate. But, yeah. no, it, it does get to individuals and, yeah, you need to address and acknowledge that. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> there we go, there's... There's like, was that a man moving at the back there? Come on up. Anyone panicking? Normally, you get the first couple, and then people start to come come more freely. So it will be. A, hopefully, it will be a full hour. But yeah, how you how you doing, sir? Very Let me good. give you this microphone. And what's your name? Uh, James Jimbo. James. J- Jimbo. Jimbo. Nice to meet you. And why aren't you you wearing a my face on your shirt? What was <laughs> I bought the pants. <laughs> All right, fair enough. It's a good. It's a good choice. And what would you like to discuss or ask? Or not a lot, really. I just want to come up here to tell my wife when I go home that I've been up here and done this. Right, excellent. Well, you have. And, and what did? Oh, what's your wife's name? Uh, Fiona. And what does she do? Um, anything. If you uh, <laughs> give her the give her the right amount of money, Fair play, Fiona. <laughs> uh, what do you do? What's your trade? What are... I just I'm uh, just a factory board. A factory board. Mm. What kind of factory? I've got a, a stutter, so if I'm stumbling, it's not because I can't think of what to say. It's, I literally can't speak. 
you're really re- regretting paying the ticket fee now as, as, as it goes on. But yeah, go on. What? I work in a, a factory that's very famous for making Henry Hoovers. Oh, wicked. I'm not part of that. Yeah. That's amazing. Is he? Do you make the, the, is the, Henry, is the girl on Henrietta as well? Yeah, we, the, yeah, the whole ship. That's wicked, that. So you want to drop me a number, I'll sort you out. Back um, what? I always wanted to... Um, Where's this going? No, I know, genuinely. I'll, I'll, I've never been on, on a dating <laughs> website. Where's this going? No, no, this is going, it's getting weird. Yeah, um, I've, uh, I've never been on a dating website on Tinder and all that. I'm not, not against Henry. them. They sound interesting. Yeah. But I wanted to join one as a joke mm-hmm. and have a picture of me with the girl, Henry. Henry Is it Henry? Hattie. Hattie. Or is it, is it, is it Wendy? Hetty. Hetty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want my profile picture to be me with that and say with the, the bio being good sense of humour slash good sexy, hu- good sexy hoover. Yes. <laughs> Get, uh, and... None. But that's why I've never been on a dating I'm, I'm on website. Your side. I'm on your side if that's if a that's good, what you sexy want. Hoover. It's 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 fun. <laughs> and, and what have you been up to this weekend? Uh, I've just been drunk since Friday. Sweet. <laughs> have you been at the at the comedy festival enjoying all? No, the no. While well, he found about we 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 conversed Friday on Twitter. I don't, there is, you go. Hang on, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you said about this being here, so. I've dragged some herbets along. And, it's, yeah. it's genuinely mad how all of that works, though, because you, you worry on, on social media that you post about things, the same thing constantly over and over and over again. But, but literally, if I hadn't posted about it on Friday, you've got a, a oh, yeah. few extra people in. Yeah. It's lovely. You'll pay for the KFC, won't it? Exactly. There's, there's literally no... I, I, I went on Just Eat and Hungry House, nowhere... <laughs> I checked. When I've you're got out of here at eight o'clock, like you said you would be. Yeah, I've I mean, got the Domino's app and the Pizza Hut app and the Papa John's app. Um, none here. <laughs> and in the dressing room, there's De Luciano's pizza closed on Sundays. Brilliant. I don't make the rules. Yeah, it's not fair. Well, thank you very much for, anyway, for yeah. coming and chatting. And nice to meet to you. This is awful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean you. I mean. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, me being here. Sorry. <laughs> Um, after this gentleman, just to try and, and prompt things along, I'm recording a drunk cast next week, um, and anyone who's heard them before, it's me and three mates, and I've noted on the drunk cast to talk about the 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 change in the law in Ireland and the repealing of 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 of, of the eighth to allow um, a, women to choose to have an abortion, and I was hoping I'd be a, there'd be a woman here tonight that would be open to discussing that because I think it's something I'd rather discuss with a woman present rather than with three blokes in a shed because um, that doesn't feel that progressive to go, oh, let's talk about this abortion stuff then, eh? Because it's not primarily a men... Or, it's you know, it's not... Anyway, what's your name, sir? Uh, here we go. Here we go with that. Toby. Toby. Toby, T-O-B-Y. T-O-B-Y, you've yeah. just got an accent. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, up north, where? Leeds. Oh, where else? Well, actually from just outside of Leeds, but nobody knows where it is. I love Leeds. Leeds and Manchester was always our favourites on tour, but I always had to goad Leeds because I'm a Millwall fan, and we yeah. traditionally hate Leeds. But um, and, and what would you like to discuss or say? Uh, so I'm a magician, so I wondered if I could show you something. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Can I? Yeah, uh, something a little bit different. If you could make 20 minutes disappear, that'd be, oh. be fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish. Uh, I'm not a miracle worker, but we'll continue what we can do. Um, 
So you've got cards and that. This is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm going to narrate a little bit because it's obviously yeah. also recording for a podcast. I, know, I understand. So intriguing, I tried to but pick something that would be a little bit different. But anyway. Um, I like it. So can you just get your card stop as I run down? Stop. So do you want to... Do you want to I, I don't have to, sh- to, sh- to shout with the microphone there, do I? <laughs> stop. Uh, would you like this one or do you want to change your mind? I'll go with that one, okay. yeah. Okay. Do you want to look at it? It doesn't matter if I see it, so we'll tell everybody what it is. So it yep. Be... It's the Jack of Hearts. Perfect. So... Yeah, thanks. Good choice, I know. So I have a pen for you. Yep. Uh, so if you want to uncap the pen for me, please. Yep. And what I'd like you to do is on the back of the card... Yep. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold it up in half first. Perfect. Autographs are a fiver, FYI. Can I, can I, have, you, can I have you sign your name across the face uh, on the back? So yes. it's, a, it's an easy way to get an autograph. Um, yeah. <laughs> perfect. And then we're going to flip it onto the other side. Yep. This time, what I'd like you to do is draw a picture of a camera, like the Polaroid camera that you use. Picture of a camera, okay, yeah. this is cool. Um, so the Polaroid one, it's quite square. It doesn't have to be anything artistic. I mean, we're not going to judge you on anything like that. Look, today. I've told you, I've got a but lot of time to We've got to 20 fill. minutes to fill, so... This is going to be fucking beautiful. There's the flash. There's the little really going viewfinder. That's the bit where the Polaroid comes out. Um, it's got three stripes in the corner like a Polaroid. Um, that's probably enough. Perfect. Oh. It's okay. So the reason I get you to sign your name across the back is so we can't switch it. Yep. And the reason I get you to draw a camera on it is because I want to memorise this moment like uh, you take pictures. So if yep. you want to look at me a second, mm-hmm. there we go. That's all it takes. It's just a second to take a photo. Amazing. But you've got to shake it like a polarised picture to wait for it to develop. like and, it. Uh, if you want to open it up just to have a look, see if the photo's developed. That is the most amazing. That, that's a picture of... I've, the Jack has become me. <laughs> that's amazing. Look at that. That's great. Uh, you can keep that. Thank you very much. That's awesome, Toby. Yeah. And, and where can people find out about your, your magic? Um, like uh, my website, so www.toby-davis.com and then just YouTube. Just like Amazing. I love it. And how long have you been doing it? Um, quite a long time. Uh, 18 years. Yeah. Oh, that's ages because you look about 19. I know. <laughs> uh, no, going to Magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift. Um, no, I got into it when I was five, a little magic set, and just kind of went from there, really. Oh, wow. And, and, and what drew you to magic as a kid? Like, like um, was it just that kind of being able to do something that kind of adults couldn't, I guess? And No, I just, uh, I had a, um, a magician come to my birthday when I was yeah. younger, and then I got my magic set at Christmas and just kind of kept at it, really, and didn't have many friends, but I had a, a magic set, so, you know. That's all you need, man. Was there ever any kind of, have you had any disappointments at learning a really good trick because when I <laughs> this is going to sound like a weird comparison but, but I really as you will have seen from me talking about the apps I've got on my phone I really like pizza um, and when I got a job in Pizza Hut my mum genuinely sat me down and said look do you think this is a good idea because it might it might ruin pizzas for you because <laughs> it didn't I loved it but has there been any of that of ruining magic for you because again you're drawn yeah. to magic as the magic and then you don't really view it the same way as like an, an, another person would because you kind of know what's going on yeah, so you yeah. lose that kind of magic for yourself but when you do experience it I think maybe it's it's amplified a little bit more in another way that somebody else doesn't get to experience yeah and do you do, does it affect your enjoyment of other magicians, are you kind of going, trying to figure out how they've done? Yeah, that you try not to, but yeah, it's, it's that type of thing. You're like, oh, and you kind of you're judging them slightly, really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're doing that bit of a judge, but it's it's one of them. As I say, you do try to enjoy it and look past it. 
I love it. And do you do do you do mainly um, cl- a, cl- a close up and kind of parties or engagements, or do you yeah. do? Um, so I do like close up stuff, and then I do kind of stage bits as well, so Amazing. performances and stuff, and then just like if I get booked, so that's mainly like just close up and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's wicked. I love it. Well, thank you very, yeah, very much. That's, b- that's blown me away. Look at that, Toby. Thank you. Nice to meet you, man. Who would like to come up next? Oh, you were standing up to, to let him pass, not to come up. Come on, here we go. I swear it's, it's nice and friendly up here. You don't have to panic. It's lovely, I promise. Hello. T- Hi. T- take a seat. Here's a microphone. And what's your name? Uh, Faye. Faye, nice to meet you, Faye. And what would you like to discuss? Two things. Yes. One, Domino's is about 11 minutes away and it will deliver. They will deliver. I suspect they will. No, they we won't, think- man. I put the postcode in. They said we don't deliver to your, your, your location. Collect. Yeah, lazy as fuck. <laughs> That's probably the closest food you're going to get at that time, anyway. It's a good tip. I, 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 I had a brief look at the at, at the menu in the hotel I'm at, and they were like, "We stop serving at nine and I was like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, now." So yeah, I'll I'll see what much. I've, but that's good to know as a as a backup. As a backup yeah. They also have got the the tightest. <laughs> The tightest entrance to a car park I've ever been in. Just <laughs> a little bit of, of knowledge for you. So I don't really want to leave. I'm nervous of leaving the car park because I got, I got in without smashing my car up. And it felt like a bit of a fluke. Like, you know, when you, if you're having a game of pool and you're doing good and you're like, any minute now, it's going to just go horribly wrong. It felt like that with my car. I kind of got around three little bends and I was like, oh. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> didn't ask any of that. But yes, what? I thought I would come up as a lady. Yes, you are a lady. About, <laughs> yes. About um, Ireland, the abortion laws, and also I'm a social worker, so I thought I'd have a different Amazing. spin on it. Yeah, and, and where do you do your social? Is it is it a local? So I, I work in Yeovil, so yeah. it's like half an hour, and I look after kids in care. Amazing. So. That's great. Um, yeah. And so what was your kind of view and opinion on the... Because it's always tough. I, I was obviously pro giving women the right to choose um but it's a tough one some people it is a very religious country some people yeah there's a lot of arguments either side but what was your kind of outlook and and approach to it um well i can't speak for a a whole country from my point of view it's pro-choice and that uh, although the country's you know predominantly religious yeah but religion shouldn't choose for everybody because that's also a choice yeah yeah (laughs) choose to be religious or not um, and I work with predominantly teenagers, and some of them get into very difficult situations where they've been abused, et cetera, et cetera, and they have to have terminations to kind of manage mentally and emotionally and grow up to be kind of okay adults yeah. because they couldn't manage at that age. And if I thought that a law would stop that and would kind of force that to happen, I'd be having more kids on my caseload and it kind of going around the circles. So I can't yeah. imagine having to be a woman in Ireland, having to fly to the UK to deal with such an emotional experience. Well, that's exactly it, isn't <laughs> it? It was the, the, the greatest kind of point I saw made was you're not allowing a, women to have abortions, you're allowing them to have them safely. Somewhere else. <laughs> yes, or safely, because they're going to be happening <laughs> yeah, if, if, if they need, need, need to happen. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really weird one. How, how do you um, engage or encourage children in your social work to ask questions because I think that's one of the, the tougher things in, in in any subject like this and when I was growing up it was very much the right who would just shout everyone down but now I think we've got as much of that from the right and the left yeah, at times do. where people are just 
sh- sh- shouting things down and any sensitive subject it's okay to i think it's okay to be confused about it yeah. doesn't mean that you're like you, you could be wrong but if there's ignorance there then it's okay to be confused and then have it explained if that makes makes sense you you know if you're open to ask those questions yeah it does i mean I've been a social worker for five years, so lots of my young people have been on my caseload since then. So yeah. I've had them from wow. day one because I've been yeah. on the same team. Um, so I'm really blunt. So if they just ask me anything, I tell them. Yeah. Um, and I normally know why that is. So when we had, um, obviously, Brexit, there was yeah. a lot of kind of ignorance slash racism coming through. Yeah. Some of my young people, because they've been seeing it on the media or in the paper. And, and upbringings um, and things like that. I come yeah. from an area that's that's got a lot of of racism of homophobia and all things like that and it is it's that kind of it's 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 drilled in at home a lot of the time and that doesn't mean they're evil or wrong or bad you know Um, but it's the same in somerset somerset's a predominantly white area and i had a lot of young people that were like everything that the daily mail or the sun or whoever Mm. was saying even you know far left far right they were just spouting out these views i was going well why why do you think that and they're like oh well because so-and-so said i was like okay why didn't you research, have a Google, and then come back to me with your opinions and have a little talk to me? And they, they you know, I say I'm not always right, and yeah. I'm definitely not always right. But yeah. let's just have a talk about it because they, you know, there's always difficulties. And same with terminations. I have some young people that are extremely like, I'd have a baby, and you know, that would be that. And I have other young people that say, well, you never know until you're in that situation. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I think lots of people would say, I'm not going to do that, and I don't think anybody would go. I'm going to get pregnant and then have a termination. I think anyone thinks yeah. that. No, no, no. Um, but it, you don't know until you get to that point. Yeah, exactly. So and it's it's it's, it's, it's such it's a tough one. I I did on the day of the vote. I I, I posted because I had a, a young lad tweet me saying because I posted previously in support of of the yes vote, and I had a young lad tweet me saying, "Look, can you explain it to me a bit or why you're on that side?" Because he was a a young Irish lad, and he was saying the campaigns are brutal and they're really contradictory and they're really aggressive and I don't know which way to go. And I explained my reasoning and belief, just saying it's a complex subject, but in in one tweet, I believe any woman, in fact any human, should have the right to choose what goes on in their body. Um, And it is nuanced and more detailed, but that was what it boiled down to in a tweet for me. And I posted that on Friday, just as one last kind of bit of support. And I had to take it down because I had some or a few different women annoyed that he had asked a man instead of a woman. Um, And one of the people tweeted him and I felt bad because I was like, I I tried to hide his name, but I didn't want him to be attacked. And my kind of annoyance on that, like they didn't tweet him attacking him, but they asked why did you ask a man instead of a woman? And I feel anyone asking, it can be a nervous thing and it can be a mm. tense thing. So any putting people off of that is negative. And my kind of outlook on that is it's like all problems that it has to be solved or in, involves and has to be solved by everyone. I feel the most important view in that situation is the woman. I think that gets the power. But that doesn't mean that the male view isn't important at all. And particularly if, if you're a, a young man and you're having all sorts of, of propaganda th- mm. th- thrown at you. But the arguments on a lot of the stuff in Ireland was, well, you know, the fear is a woman would have the right to abort the baby that a man didn't 
want to have aborted. So, you know, it's both of you have made that. So it should be both your choice. It shouldn't be her choice. And again, that's why I think it's, it's nuanced. I think that is valid and that is a discussion, but still you both made that, but only, only one of you is, mm. is having to deal with it and grow it. It's kind of if I walk past your house and threw some seeds in your garden... Right, <laughs> and 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 they weren't they weren't flowers that you liked, and they started to grow, and you're like, I'm going to get rid of them flowers. And I'm like, they're my seeds. <laughs> it's still your garden, isn't it? I couldn't really be. This is a fucking disgrace. <laughs> they're my seeds. Yes, it was your soil, but they're my fucking seeds. You would still have the overall say. I would, but I guess if you said to me, I'll I'll water them and cultivate them and look yeah. after them for you, yeah. and I'd say, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but that's it. That's why I think it's a discussion. That's why I don't think it's as simple as it's only the woman's view that's important there. I think again, I do think it's. I do think it takes slight weighting, in my opinion. I don't think it's an equal say because it's one person has a woman's body as well. Exactly, Um, it's it's the individual. But I think it's so important for men to get on this issue anyway, because Mm. when they, whether they're younger or older, they will have had an experience or know a woman or know somebody or have a view on it and they might grow up and might be in the same situation where they would wish that their partner or sister or mother or whoever it is could go somewhere um, and be supported because it's a very traumatic experience no matter whether you do it legally or not yeah and to have to fly to another country and what i thought was fantastic was how many Irish people came back to vote yes? Yeah. <laughs> they all flew in, didn't and, they? And the amount of people who, who were meeting other people on the plane who were like, yeah, no, I'm literally flying back yeah. to, to make the vote. There was a place, um, or, or one of the the counties in Limerick, that the vote was, I think, 97.3% yes. It's just felt genuinely emotional. Because that was like, again, it is a country that... I struggled when they legalised gay marriage let me continue because <laughs> um, I felt it hard to s- celebrate something happening now that should have happened so long ago and I started to do a post about it and then I realised no shut the fuck up this is something that there's people who've lived through that who need that moment now need to s- celebrate that don't need to be told well it should have happened ages ago it's like forget it should have that's a, that, that, that's that's a, a given, given but yeah. you, you've got that win and you need to s- celebrate that win and that's what yeah it feels like him my nan i did a podcast a while back with my mum on talking about her mum as a mother's day special and i found out on that which i didn't know my nan i used to secretly be a doctor's assistant in an abortion clinic way back when it was very frowned upon and very when we were a far more catholic country was legal i think but it was very it was murky and yeah that was because she was like well there's women in, in rough situations and in bad situations and who don't have families to support them or don't have these easy options or choices. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I was talking to my granny, so she's 89, and her yeah. dad um, used to be a, like a church warden and a kind of creator and look after the yeah. churches and he used to bury the children that were that were terminated or that, wow. that died you know, young or kind of stillbirth inside the church walls because they weren't meant to be if they were you know, lost or terminated yeah. or still birth. They were meant to be buried outside and he'd always bury them inside. Oh, wow. Um, and I always wondered whether, because my nan didn't know, whether the parents and the families yeah. asked him to do that or whether he just did it because he didn't want the children yeah. to be outside. But it's interesting. that I know that's obviously quite a long time ago, but that's happened. No, but it's happened. fascinating. And it's, it, it, again, it's, it's, those, it's those stands of 
it goes back as similar to, to, to the first person who was was talking about the size of your travels in comparison to, to, to others. It's also the size of the stands that you can make and the, mm. the things that, that you do. I was, I was lucky enough to talk to an amazing journalist called Alexis Okowo, and she's done a book called A Moonless Starless Sky that's about people in Africa fighting terrorism. And it varies from people physically arming themselves to fight terrorists to a young girl who plays basketball and has had death threats and has been put in the back of a car and told this is against the religion here that the women shouldn't be playing but and she still plays it and things like that and it's mm-hmm. these it's these small there's no yeah there's a thing like that if the priest was even doing it just privately it's that's a beautiful little win there mm-hmm. to say look i can't i can't change the religion and one priest in one small place but i believe that there are souls and i believe that i can can save them and, and, and give them some hope here which is that's amazing nice well, thank you very much thank for chatting. You. That was lovely. <laughs> Who would like to come up next? There we go, sir. Also, this this might not not be your topic, but I was reading on the way here about the deaths that have happened recently at festivals because of drugs. If there was anyone who would like to come up and discuss drugs and festivals in a serious manner, that wasn't me just being like, yo... Anyone want to come up and get high, um, then that would be cool as well, because I think it's an interesting topic that is another one. that The, the reason I started Distraction Pieces was to have d- detailed and unedited discussions on things in a world that was becoming more and more soundbite and, and, and title. You know, who reads an article these days? You read the, the loose title of an article and maybe the first paragraph, and then you retweet it or whatever. So... That's what these are about, is, is, is having more open and slightly in-depth discussions. Even if it is uncomfortable and we don't know the answer at the end, it's opening things up. But anyway, what is your name, sir? Uh, my name's Mark. Nice well, to meet you. Nice to meet you. How's it going? Yeah, very well, thank you. And what would you like to discuss or ask or say or um, I guess shout? Because you're involved in so many areas, you do lots of different things. You do poetry, you do music. Yeah. Uh, do you ever kind of feel like a... You wake up in the morning one day and you're not quite sure what you want to do because you've got things pulling you in different ways. Because yeah. I found that in my life that there are loads of things that I want to do and I've actually found it's kind of slowed me down in terms of what I do. Constantly. Literally on my notes where I've written, just to be clear, I'm not a comedian. I spent 10 minutes trying to write what I am. And then just left that blank. So I won't, I won't go into <laughs> yeah. that because I don't know because it is exactly that. But yeah, I had, um, it's actually comes down to the origin of my name. There was a point where I was working in a record store and I'd made a couple of short films with my mates or I'd written them and we'd started to, sh- to shoot them and we never finished them. I was doing a lot of graffiti and street art. I was, I'd started to write and rap um, and I was kind of trying to write sp- sp- spoken word and yeah, I, was, I just got, I'd done photography at uni and was doing more and more of that. And I had exactly that. I was like, right, I need to to find what, I'm getting older now, I need to know what am I. Yeah. And it was two things. There was number one, I watched, or I became briefly obsessed with Vincent Gallo, who does art. He had rapped and he's an actor and a 
director. He, he did a film called Buffalo 66, which is, is one of my favourite films of all time. And at the same time, everyone... Because my name, Scroobius Pip, is nicked from an Edward Lear poem, everyone... And because I started off, it's all quite, you know, there's some wordy stuff yeah, in yeah. there. Everyone assumes I'm proper educated. But I'm not. It's all a fraud. I walked around this this posh city convinced I was going to get kicked out before the show started. I went and hid in my hotel room for a bit. I was like, nah, someone's going to rumble me in a minute and say, what are you doing here? Um, but I was working in HMV, and one of the things that we had on the counter was a book of names for cats. Okay. And in nice. it, it had Scroobius Pip. And it briefly said that Scroobius Pip is a creature that essentially doesn't know know what it is and names itself a Scroobius Pip rather than having to fit into anything else. And I then I looked up, up the Edward Lear poem and that kind of gave me the kick up the arse. Go, right, no, it doesn't matter. I, I can be all of these things. And on on what you were saying about feeling it holds you back not having a focus on things is yeah. you can focus on one thing but I honestly think that there's n- there's nothing more motivating to f- to f- to f- finish a project than to have another project that you want to finish less like yeah, if, yeah, if you've yeah, got yeah. if you've got something yeah. you're writing and you've hit a wall on it and you're like you're being all disciplined like, I need to write on it if you've got another thing you're like, oh no I'll, I'll write this for a bit and that and it's it's it's, it's kind of how I've got stuff completed for years, I've always got. Literally, last week I had um, a week. I locked myself away. I'm working on a couple of scripts, and one of them is a TV show that a company have asked me to to put some ideas to them and all that. And I completed the script for a feature film that no one has asked for or given any indication <laughs> of any interest in or desire for me to do. And I've got a whiteboard that's got tons of ideas on this TV show, but I've got like two pages written on that, and I've written the whole. I've, I've finished the whole feature film script because of exactly that. I've gone, fuck, I don't know where I'm going with that. But yeah, you can. The problem can be at times if you've got an overwhelming amount of options, the only negative choice there is to go, oh, it's too much, I won't do anything. Yeah. Pick one of them and just work on it, then that's good enough. Th- Even if you're neglecting others, you're working on one. Yeah, because I think that's the, the, the issue I've had is that I, I originally was going to do... Uh, archaeology at university amazing and then because I've, I've got the curiosity of a five-year-old so everything amazes me yeah and then I went on holiday to Iceland and I was like no I'm gonna be a geologist now so yeah. I changed to geology and then started the course and I didn't really like it dropped out and then I got just a random job yeah. I was there for four years and I was like I don't like this left that then did a degree in computing and started doing coding and I've just just about to finish a master's now and it's like it's fucking awesome, and though. I'm this like, sounds now, amazing. Like, I'm now like, but I'm in a position now where it's like, now I've finished the masters. Like, I've, yeah, I've yeah, got, I've got to do something now. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do I do? Can I ask how old you are? If, if that's not too rude. Uh, twenty eight. Twenty eight. See again. That's you, you're still proper young. You, you don't have to to figure that. Out. To be twenty eight and have a masters and have dabbled in all the others in all these others areas yeah. is. It's dope. I, I started doing a, 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 a music and that, and a lot of a lot of people don't seem to to realise. I know this. I literally started doing anything public or performance wise at twenty five. I think I was oh, okay. at twenty five. I'd never performed in front of anyone oh, anywhere wow. ever, and then I started it all, and now I'm fucking killing it. But you know, um, 
but yeah, it is that thing. Is I, I, I just think it's always a good example of that you don't have to have it all planned out or thought out. The fact is, you've not a, a, a wasted any of this time. Do you know what I mean? You've been yeah, getting education. Yeah, you've been improving yeah. yourself. It yeah. doesn't always have to have an end goal in place at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. At some point, you're gonna to have to figure out what the fuck you're yeah, gonna no, do I'm with all this, all this like, knowledge. The master's finished, and it's like, yeah, okay, I've got to do something now. Yeah, yeah. But you picked a good one there because everything, what it is involved in the computing. So um, masters. So all the stuff I'm looking at essentially is computer programming, and so I mean, I'm trying to like get into all the big companies and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. They're all like, they want graduates. Yeah. If you've just graduated with. 10 years experience and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It work. It's the myth. Um, yeah, so the other thing is that I want to do something that I'm interested in. I yeah. don't just want I, the amount of recruiters that phone up going, oh, your CV's really good, you'd be great for this job, but the job is just Shit. boring and terrible. Yeah. Um, well, again, I really think the, the biggest thing that I learned early on was just doing shit. Yeah. It sounds yeah. stupid, but get just, done, just, just yeah. doing shit. Yeah, um, and... I've been really lucky that I started doing music with no idea I'd be able to make any money from it just because there was some stuff that I wanted to say I wanted to do. Yeah. And that turned into a career that, that paid all right. And then I decided my heart wasn't, or my heart was about to stop being into that. So I stopped that, started doing acting and doing the podcast and things like that. And again, the podcast, I started this almost four years ago and there weren't a lot of podcasts around in the UK at that point. So yeah. it certainly wasn't a monetized thing that you can make a living off of, but I wanted to do it. And now I make a living off the podcast and, and things like that. I think it's choosing them things that you do for free anyway. Yeah. And then hoping yeah. that when that turns into a financial thing, that's, that's kind of a decent bonus. Yeah. I guess it's the old maxim, um, was it do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can, I completely I believe that. I had a guy on called Rutger Bregman, who's amazing. He's got a book called um, A Utopia for Realists. And we talked a lot in that about the way that we've fucked up our outlooks in society, that we believe that. And I, I use Twitch as an example. Dan Lasacco, I used to make a, a music with, he does a lot of Twitch. So he plays computer games online and people pay him. Yeah, which seems Twitch. weird. I know Twitch pretty well. Yeah. Which seems weird. But everyone kind of looks at that and goes, the first reaction, even mine was, that's what passes as a, a yeah. job now, is it? But it's like, that's because of our fucked up society. That we're like, no, a job should be something you hate. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing something you enjoy and making money? It's like, it's well, that a, should be what we should all be striving to fucking yeah, do. Not going, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's hard work. I get up miserable every morning. Yeah. But... I'm earning me money. Yeah. So, no. I mean, as part of the Masters, for the last year, I've actually been working with Twitch and Wicked. got flown out to LA and met the CEO and Amazing. stuff. And like, there are people that are making, you know, $20 million on it and stuff like that. It's you crazy. Know. Yeah. The, the, I, I, I don't understand any of it, but I adore, no, I, I, I adore that that shit's happening yeah. and that exists. Because again, we shouldn't, there should be more money in the things that, it, we've built a society where anything that is seen as rewarding isn't rewarded yeah. financially. Yeah. Nurses and teachers yeah. and social workers get paid fuck all because yeah. you're getting paid there. You're getting paid in the heart. It's like, no, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, m- most of the highest paid jobs are fictional. You, 
your man over there who works in a factory, that stuff actually happening. There's physical stuff that's going together. Most of the highest paid jobs, it's all just numbers and theories and movement of numbers and movement of of advertising and and things like that. And there's not a physical thing anymore. So all the, the, the physical things, all the actual stuff that's emotional we've gone ah we're not gonna yeah pay you i I spoke of ireland again early but the greatest example of that or a dual example in new york the in the in the 70s the binman went on strike and it lasted three days because the whole city started to fall apart yeah because there was sewage everywhere rats everyone was ill yeah it was was mental it just went nuts It, it might have been Three days, it might have been a whole week, but they, they buckled and gave them everything that they deserved, and they're known as like the the Knights of New York now and things like that. Um, and in Ireland, about ten years l- later, the bankers uh, uh, went on strike, and the strike lasted s- six months, <laughs> and then they just came back because <laughs> literally, it's yeah. not that banks aren't needed, but they coped. Yeah, exactly. the, the Irish kind yeah, of made exactly. deals yeah. of like. Oh, he's good for it, and they 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 kind of agreed yeah. to owe stuff and things like that, and the bankers didn't get shit. And we have this big fear in this country of all the bankers will leave, or whatever's like, fuck them. It's not. <laughs> but again, that's the, the it's the beauty of people like Arutka Bregman who who look at history rather than just theory or the rhetoric of the media. They go, no, look here, the binman went on strike. That's a, f- a physical thing and something that people look down on. It's a oh, you wouldn't yeah. want to be a bin man. Oh, that's not. A, it's, it's, essential it's yeah, what we need yeah. and again the jobs that you look and go oh, you, you wouldn't want to do that that's generally the ones that they're paid shit and you wouldn't want to do them that doesn't make sense they should be paid well because yeah. you wouldn't want to do yeah. them but um yeah and then as i said yeah the ones you look at that um aren't important at all we throw money at and again yeah just looking at history rather than than the rhetoric of <gasps> but if we change the tax loopholes the bankers will leave Right. See you later. Then. Uh, will they? Let's, <laughs> let's see how that actually happens. Or when has that happened in history? Oh, it hasn't really. Yeah. There's not been these these history things that, that every time the stock markets have fallen apart, it's because of mismanagement f- f- from bankers and lack of um, or bankers and government and uh, and lack of, of measures to go. Look, that's not sustainable. That's when they fall apart. It's not when a country goes. You kind of got to pay some tax on that, mate. Yeah. And they go, ah, fuck it, we're leaving then. <sighs> Anyway, yeah. thank you very much for coming and chatting. That went <laughs> thank on you very some, much. Some tangents. Thank you. Thank you very That's much. It, oh, yeah, and uh, just in case you get desperate, I've got some um, Tyrrells in the car. Some Tyrrells, sweet. Yeah. I was literally, I was, I, was, I was driving here last night, and I, I, I stopped at a services, and it was a services that, that was being rebuilt. So all I could buy was some dried chicken bites. And I literally, I thought, no, it's going to get better. <laughs> and then I've got her and you can't get anything. Who would like to come up next? Come on up. This is good. I didn't even have to push, push for that one. I'm grateful. <laughs> good, thank you. Oh, how do I get that? There we go. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. Oh, what's your name? Danielle. And what would you like to discuss? Um, well, first, I just want to say it's wonderful to hear about your kind of take on the, <clears throat> the abortion stance. Yeah. Kind of the male ally. It's brilliant to hear because... Again, that was, that's the thing I really yeah. struggled with because I felt... When people were saying, oh, you, sh- you should have asked a woman instead, I felt, well, maybe I should stay out of it. And then I thought, that's a fucking horrible thing to be feeling. No, I there think should be. Yeah. In, uh, when I had, had Killer Mike on, um, and he spoke a lot about 
a race relations. Mm. He was quite right in saying, and quite blunt in saying that the race problem is primarily a white problem anyway. Yeah. Like as in yeah, where yeah, the yeah, yeah. where the 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 racism is coming from. So it needs to be solved by white people and black people and brown people and all sorts of people. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. takes everyone to solve it rather than go stay out of it. It's, yeah, it's I think it's thing. really important. Yeah. I think it's this. It's a huge thing. It's an advocate of just someone speaking out for someone else yeah. is really important. And again, so. I didn't want to sound as if I was having a go at the girls who reacted no, online. Because again, I, it, it's a very emotional mm, and nuanced subject. That's why, as someone said the other day, they're disappointed that I don't speak out on social media as much about topics and causes. Yeah. And I honestly said to them, I do when I feel there's something I can add. If I feel like I'm just repeating the stuff that everyone yeah. else is saying and making an echo chamber, I'll leave it to people who are more educated. Yeah, on no, it. I think so, that's really important because quite often, although we can hear liberal voices, we get our own, our own echo chambers. I think it's quite often you don't hear men speak, especially about these yeah. sorts of things. Like, yeah. you know, like I hear like Catelyn Moran and Ashley B, which is wonderful, yeah. but yeah. there's no actual male kind of voices out there, I don't think, saying, you know, actually, it is, it's important that there's a choice there. And again, that's one of the things that, that knocked me back was when Ashley. He was on my podcast. Mm. She spoke a lot about men's mental health. Yes, yeah, and that dad, felt like, it's like yeah. right. That's fucking beautiful because there's an ally there. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, ally. Yeah, It's not just men do need to talk about it more, but are, are women talking about it as well helps. It doesn't detract from it no. or take it away. It helps spread that. So Absolutely. yeah, that's a great. Yeah, no, and then kind of leading onto that in a way. Yes. Listening to the um, hardcore listings that you're on, the yes. one year anniversary, brilliant, loved it. Just wondered why you picked that subject of songs that make you cry, of anything yeah. you could have chosen. So, it was brilliant, and I was in tears. Yeah, I was wondered a mess. why that was. Yeah, so, I was. I was so as for well. anyone who doesn't know, um, <coughs> Hardcore Listing <coughs> is a podcast that's based on top fives, and it's some mates of mine who started it. And for their one year anniversary, I had them on my podcast, and I chose the top five of top five songs that make you cry. Um, and we were absolute messes horrific but it's amazing struggling to get our words out (laughs) but no it 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 was picked for that i was was thinking of a few subjects and then when i was recording the one with my mum i started to tell her a few about about a few of the songs that (laughs) that were on my top five that made me cry and i was getting teared up just just talking casually about them and it felt important essentially i did an ask pip podcast a while ago and i almost edited it mm-hmm. and it's one of the first times i've almost edited one and it's because they're often because it's me on my own they're often quite hey this is fun i can pick the questions and a question caught me off guard and i answered it really openly and honestly and i cried right and if it's part of a podcast and there's other people you kind of you're married into that and yeah. you're dealing with it together but yeah. as it happened on my own i was like feel like a bit of a prick in my living room just <laughs> just crying um it was it was another top top five thing i'll tell you briefly and try not to cry now but it was a top five like the question was um what five people a typical a question of dream dinner party uh, what five people would you choose um dead or alive that's the key part and i chose uh, my mate chris my mate mark my mate Tom and my mate Stu and our mate Jay who killed himself when he was 21. So it was an emotional one, but it was, I genuinely, I've got a weird relationship with suicide. I've discussed it a lot in songs and all sorts of stuff, but um, he killed himself at 21 and I'm kind of okay with it now, but I'm really proud of all my mates. Mm. And the point of that was I'd love Jay to see how they've all 
turned out and what they've all done. But yeah, because it caught me off guard, yeah. I'm bawling my eyes out yeah. and struggling to speak and going, I'm enjoying because I'm really proud of my friends. <laughs> um, but I decided to leave it in and it got a really good reaction and felt important because, again, because of Jamie, a charity I've worked with a lot over the years is Calm, who, mm-hmm. who try and help the epidemic of male suicide, the biggest killer of, of men in this country, more than drugs, more than accidents, yeah. all sorts yeah. of stuff. So, yeah, it felt like one of them. I felt... I realised that the Distraction Pieces podcast over the years has got a lot of love for openness about mental health, yeah. about thoughts on suicide, and I realised it's nothing to do with me. Mm. It's always been the guests. It's been Eddie Temple Morris being open. It's been Limmy being open mm. about d- d- depression and suicidal thoughts and all these other people. And I thought, I am kind of need to practice uh, what I preach, I guess. Yeah. So, again, I I think there's nothing wrong with having a good cry i think it's it's really good for you it's yeah. really cathartic on one of the songs i picked there's a song that's associated to my mate jamie and i'll pop it on every now and then just to have a good cry but it'll be a happy Excellent. cry it'll be a really happy cry yeah. just oh mate i miss him this is lovely um and yeah that kind of felt important it's it's trying to choose particularly the ones with chris and Stu, because we're three just mates are from essex and we've recorded them in Stu's shed or my studio, and we get drunk, it's trying to think of what subjects or topics are actually improved by that scenario, yeah. if that makes sense. It was so really, it was really three refreshing Three in hear. a shed, three yeah, geezers yeah, yeah, yeah. all talk like this in a shed, having a cry. It was excellent. That's, that's enhanced. Yeah. And like, on one, like a lot of people, although the drunk casts are very popular, I have some people in the crowd who, who, who don't listen to them, mm. um, not in the crowd. I wasn't singling anyone out there. In, in <laughs> the audience, of one of you hasn't listened, and I know. Um, some don't uh, listen because their argument is, I don't want to hear a bunch of drunk people just yeah. talking shit. But the first one we did, we got on the subject of trans culture, uh-huh. and there's a, a young lady who lives near me and Stu called J- uh, J- Jordan Gray, who did X Factor and mm-hmm. did amazing on that. Oh, no, The Voice or X Factor? The Voice. Um, and smashed it and was amazing and she's amazing but we do come from an area that it would have been fucking yeah. it would be hard anywhere but it'd be really it's, yeah. it's similar to a very white area and, and out in the sticks yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. that it's going to be a struggle so in my mind there's people who will be listening to three geezers in a shed getting drunk who wouldn't listen to a TED talk about mm-hmm. trans culture mm-hmm. or wouldn't listen to uh, the Channel 4 thing they did recently where they had a big debate and yeah. things like that because yeah. that's, nah, it's not, it's not, not interested, that, it? yeah. not, uh, fuck that or whatever. But hearing just three blokes talk about it might get through to some people yeah. who would have gone, nah, it's not right, it's not normal, is it? Yeah, no, I, and I think so, yeah, that's that quite... was kind of the point. And it was the same on the exactly. songs. It was like yeah. going, all right, it's going to be a tough one. And, and Chris and Stu, Chris in particular, was really nervous because yeah. he's like, I've never gone down this route with mates and that but mm. yeah no it was great and it was, it was also fun. really interesting to hear like because you were obviously clearly pissed at some point yeah yeah the, the topics as they kind of evolved I bought a and, bottle of gin it was great 
Because gin makes you cry, <laughs> doesn't it? So, but again, it was like listening to three blokes in a shed having a laugh, but talking about things like feminist issues again was amazing yeah. to hear. And you yeah. would, you know, you weren't on show for anybody. But no. You were just you were talking about it and you were chilled, and it's, it was it was awesome. It's it was what I genuinely like about the drunk cast, and I'm never going to overhype them. They are just three blokes in a shed getting yeah, drunk. Good. But I do think I've picked the blokes carefully. They're blokes who I know at their core are good lads. Mm-hmm. So if we do get onto any sensitive or yeah. tough subjects, then we're going to have an open and honest debate, but there's not anything going to be going, yeah, but it is, it's, it's mainly the blacks, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like, like <laughs> we're, not, we're not going to have any horrible, awkward situations. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, I think it, 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 it can help. through If you can sit through the drunk nonsense that goes Get on in the horrendous stories, helps. yeah. Helps. There might be them gems that make you go, oh, all right, shit, that's quite interesting. But yeah, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We're kind of at our, at our time limit, I think, so I probably have to wrap things up. Is that is that the case, I'm guessing? Is there anyone else who had anything really burning and urgent that they needed to say? This man here. We'll do it really uh, quickly, I promise. I know, particularly as it's a festival, it's even can't overrun, but yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Sorry to be the last one. It's okay. Um, oh, what's your name? Jake. Nice to meet you. Jake, nice to meet you. And what would you like to um, ask or discuss? Education system? Yes. Um, so I'm a teacher. A nice, um, easy, quick one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Can you solve that in five yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Um, so I work in education, and normally the question is like, um, you know, how do you solve it? But really, um, I work in, in sort of like creative areas, so I yeah. teach media production and photography. Um, and obviously we need to sort of sort out the shift between math, science, English. That's where everyone yeah. focuses. Um, and then you've got your sort of creative subjects that are really looked down on. Mm. Some of them, some schools in our area are going to get rid of them completely because yeah. they don't hold the same weight in terms of how like the schools are judged. Um, but I was just wondering, hopefully if you can answer it quick, um, how do you think we get to a point where people start putting more value in those things? Yeah. Um, because obviously math, science and English are important. Um, for me personally, like... Art is really important in my life. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's 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 something that is really really important, and it's something I struggle with a lot because I don't like the way our education system is and the way it's structured and all the things you've touched upon there. Um, the way it can be so target based and 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 memory based. Like so yeah. much of it is memory based. It's not yeah. education. It's memory. And number one, obviously, I don't have the answer, but I think. Teachers are key. So the people who are there that are inspiring people and, and pushing the right thing through, I wish you guys didn't have so many handcuffs on you and mm. stuff that restricted it. But I'm lucky that I can keep it, it brief in that I saw, a, I heard a quote. I can't remember the lady whose quote it was, but it was when Killer Mike, again, I was on a panel talking about education and talking about gun crime and, and talking about the youth. And this woman summed out perfectly in in that she said our education system needs to shift to teaching people how to think not what to think 100% which I think is perfect and that was what it always was at my school I went to a Catholic school so it was very much here is the answers here are the rules but there isn't any complete rules in anything everyone thinks that maths is the one that's inflexible and it's all there and it's all perfect but it's not because infinity like the easiest example I have is infinity is just the biggest, absolutely everything. It's a measurable, unimaginable number. So what's half of infinity? I don't know. Because 
Because that's also absolutely... But we know it's less than infinity because it's half of infinity. But it's absolutely ever because it's infinity still. So yeah. it's absolutely endless. So even even a subject like maths that is unbreakable and so solid, it's, it's not. There is room within it. There's philosophy in every subject and there's art in every subject and there's maths. It, like, I mean, there's the crossovers yeah. in all of them and that's what... It would be nice if the education system could 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 get a great hold of. Absolutely. like we, We've got students who are very much in that sense of they have to remember shit yeah. and then they have to get it down on paper. Yeah, and they that's come what to my us. education was. I don't yeah. remember anything from school. No, of course not. But then we've got students who come to us and you're like, oh, think of a great project. And they're like, don't know, tell me the answer. Yeah. Because that's all they've got is yeah. tell me what I need to remember. Tell me what you I'll need. I'll get it down. Yeah. yeah, I'll get it learned. And it's scary to think that those people are then going to go into the world with sort of no... I don't know, I think I went to a good school yeah. and I had some really good teachers yeah. um, who got me to think, but these kids leaving are just... They're just like you've got some facts memorised and that yeah and that isn't that helpful yeah and also the breakdown between I work with a lot of um, lower ability students yeah and those kids really get on with photography because yeah. it's subjective and yeah, no one yeah, can tell yeah. you you're wrong yeah whereas maths and science you know they're getting a lot of stuff wrong yeah um, and that's really bad for their mental health and they're demoralising and, and yeah. puts you off of it whereas yeah. again that should be part of the drive it took me years and years to learn that I love finding out I'm wrong. Yeah, it's a great thing to because you've learned something new. You've developed a a view or an opinion, so it's kind of it should be a beautiful thing. But that took years because I went to a school that was like, no, here's the answers. Remember them and put them in that box. I'd, I'll I'll end it on um, I cheated. I did I cheat the system as a youth in right. um, in my geography exam. Geography was the one GCSE I got an A for. Um, and again, it's a weird example of the way the mind can work and thinking outside the box. You had case study examples in geography, and there was like four or five, and you had to learn them and remember them, and then you'd have to it'd say, give a case study example here, and you'd have to write it out, and it'd have some technical stuff in there. And I gave a case study example about the place I'd been on holiday to that year, which was, was Long Beach in California, which, which wasn't one of the case studies, but I knew about longshore drift, because everyone learns about that in geography. It's like the first thing... So I made up a whole case, that example. And I think the reason I got an A is because the person marking it, again, is under the same rules, has got the four that they can choose from, here's what's right and here's what's wrong from them. Mm. If you go outside of that, you couldn't question it. So you're just like, all right, well, that's an A then. (laughs) Because in general, on the case studies, there'll be something like like eight points that you have to get in there. And if you get each of them, you get a higher grade. I didn't go to their case study so he couldn't argue it. So yeah, he just had yeah. to go, yep, you got an A then. <laughs> and that was, again, that was, te- that was, I guess, almost self-teaching how to think r- r- rather than what to think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very no, much. No, thank and you. thank Sorry you, everyone, for, for coming along. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, man. I'm going to go off and get some food, and I recommend you all do the same. In- enjoy the rest of the... Or if, if you're going to, to any more... Sh- shows tonight enjoy them if you're leaving here enjoy going to places with readily available food (laughs) at all hours thank you so much for coming along and thank you for making it an enjoyable hour and flying by thank you cheers Been listening to Scrooge Pits, the to pieces. There we go.
that was weren't they lovely and, and didn't we struggle to, to, to fit everyone in there i i, I want to reiterate i reiterate about five times and think i'm not having a go at anyone with regards where i spoke about people getting angry about a young man asking a question to another man about the the referendum the abortion vote in ireland i'm not having to go at, every, at anyone i just feel we do it it's becoming an increasingly tough place for people to initially ask questions in the world at the moment i think it's genuinely i think it's partly why we had the brexit mess and all these other things is people are scared to kind of go but but isn't it immigrants and no it's not but you should be safe to ask that you shouldn't be sh- shouted down as a racist or whatever now you could argue that the 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 the, 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 the the young lady equally has a right to question that. And that's completely true. But the the problem was partly the timing of it. So the young man asked it a few days b- before the referendum. I posted about it to get more attention and positivity to get people to go out and vote. And he was questioned on the day as well. And that may genuinely be enough to make him go, oh, I'm just going to stay out of it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going to leave it. Because it's, it's really easy to not vote. Like in things like this, it's really easy to stay home and have no one know and just not vote. So that was the thing that concerned me. That his question, the possible outcomes were he finds an answer and he goes and votes and it's it's positive or you know or whatever. Whereas the questioning of why he asked a male rather than a female, there's no positive result there immediately. Um, I get it. I get this that that. that as I state numerous times in this in that episode, that the female opinion, in my opinion, is the more powerful one in that vote and on that topic. But I don't think it's the only one. And the fact is, if a young man, as we said, if a young man is surrounded by male role models who may be religious, who may all be saying that we've got to vote no rather than, than, than vote yes, then asking a man that's on the other side why his reasons are equally... It's a young lad. This is a subject of sex. Some young men don't want to talk to their mum or their aunts or their sisters or f- females in general about something sex-related. And again, I know that's not the priority on this. This I'm, I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying that's the reasons I felt there wasn't a benefit or a positive of questioning particularly when there's a lot of explanations for why he would ask a male again a a lack of male role models who are are speaking on the left it's i don't know i think it's easy from the outside to go here's what's clearly right but when you're in the middle of anything it's not so clear it's why again some of the most impressive people i've known are people who've been brought up racist and have educated themselves out of that i'm very lucky that i've been brought up liberal to to welcome all races all all genders all sexes all 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 sexualities but that's how i've been brought up so it's a a lot easier to to live in that world so i'm all all the more impressed of people who've been brought up in the opposite way that are educating themselves against that but anyway i'm rambling on i just want to make it clear that i'm not attacking anyone i'm just it's what struck me on the day and again it was kind of sad because it made me remove a post because i felt without his his permission i'd made a target of a young man again if i become a target 
It's not great, but it's my choice. I put myself out there. He just asked me. He didn't do it as a public thing. Do you know what I mean? He 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 added me the, directly, you know, and I added him back directly. It's why no one else responded on it until I did the post about it. Um, I clipped off his name, but I didn't realise it was actually also in the middle bit where it's saying all the people that you're replying to. So, uh, yeah. I ended up removing that because of that, and... Again, the vote, not that I was I'm thinking I'm making any any difference. The people that made the big impact were people like Ashlyn B, were people like Sarah Pascoe and all these amazing women. And I, I like to think friends of mine that were speaking powerfully and articulately and intelligently. But when the votes aren't counted, every little counts, you know. So, yeah, it was. Just, I felt I had to remove that because there was some it felt like this kid was getting attention he hadn't asked for or authorised. But yeah, that's that. Blah, 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 blah. Ramble, ramble, ramble. The result was fantastic. So it's 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 all good. It's all good. I mean, it's bizarre in Belfast, um, in Northern Ireland, because they weren't allowed to vote, yet they're stuck on abortions being illegal because they weren't allowed to vote in this because they're not part of the republic yet they don't have the english law so it's this weird anyway that's for another time i'll be back on friday there will be an ask pip i recorded it a month or so ago i'm not gonna lie can't remember what i said or discuss but yeah i know it was good and i know i really went into it but i've been holding it on the back burner for so long I've no idea what we say. So that's good. Also, next week, I've got a really important podcast. I think I'm going to be putting it out next week. It's with a group called Headway, and it's a charity, and it's a cause that's really important to me. So I'm really hoping a lot of you will tune in. I should have mentioned that in the intro. In fact, I'm going to get Buddy Peace, who edits these, to edit this next sentence into the intro. So you'll hear this now, and you will have already heard it in the intro, because he's just cut it in. Because he's a wizard. So look, look, just listen to this. Oh, also, before we go, next week, I've got a really important guest. It's with a group called called Headway. It's a young lady called Natalie Clapshaw. And it's one that's really important. I really hope you can tune in. I'd appreciate it. Because often if it's not a celebrity, numbers are a little lower. But Headway work with people who have had head injuries that have changed them permanently in some way and it's a really important and interesting topic natalie was really articulate on it it's a great episode so i hope you'll all tune into that next wednesday i think i'll be putting that out as well and then i just paused for a second and there was enough there for him to cut you guys who are listening now have already heard that sentence in the intro because buddy is he's he's snipped he snipped it and put it in there mate you're seeing behind the curtain now. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I'll be back on Friday with Ask Pip and then next Wednesday with the great episode uh, with Natalie Clapshaw of Headway. See you in a bit. <laughs>